0: Today's topic is part six in our Ten Commandments series, and we're talking about murder. Finally, the Sixth Commandment seems like one we can actually obey. Well, think again. First, let's take a look at some statistics. How many murders were there in the U.S. in 2019? 297 mass shootings as of the end of the summer. Over 1,200 people injured and 335 died for a total of 1,554 victims. This is interesting. Where are the most murders in the world? Ranked by city, Tijuana, Acapulco, Caracas, Venezuela, and Ciudad Victoria, Mexico. Stinks to live in those places. Now, let's get back to the Bible and see where this first shows up. Exodus 20, 13. It says, you must not murder. One of the shortest Bible verses of all. And really, when we dig a little bit further into the Bible, we understand that the reason murder is wrong is because people matter to God. Human beings are a special form of creation made in the image of God. We see that in the very first chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1, verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Fast forward to Psalm 139, verse 13 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. These are just a couple of passages that show that God cares about human beings. In fact, there are eight different words for murder in Hebrew. But the word that God uses in the sixth commandment is the one that's talking about taking an innocent life. It's not talking about defending yourself or necessarily war. It's not talking about hunting an animal for food. The Sixth Commandment is talking about taking an innocent human being's life because people matter to God. Murder is wrong. But as we move into the New Testament, we see that Jesus has a broader definition of murder than we do. It turns out that the Sixth Commandment not only prohibits violent acts of murder, but all violent intentions of the heart. In Matthew 5, as Jesus preached his Sermon on the Mount, he said, You have heard that our ancestors were told, You must not murder, and if you commit murder, you're subject to judgment. But look at what Jesus says in verse 22. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you're in danger of the fires of hell. As you read these verses, in fact, as you zoom out and read the entire Sermon on the Mount, you'll see that Jesus is talking about going to the heart of the law, not just going to the letter of the law. And if people matter to God, then not only murdering them is wrong, but having a murderous heart toward them or having an attitude of violence toward them, that's wrong also. So in your small groups, a great exercise is to write out all the violent intentions a human being can have in his or her heart. Violent acts of murder aren't the only problem. If they were, most of us could skip over commandment number six. But as it is, according to Jesus, we all have something to learn from this. And really, here's the point. The Ten Commandments demonstrate that our sin problem goes deeper than we think. This is true of commandment six, and really of all of the commandments. And so, therefore, we place our hope in Jesus, who was murdered, to pay for our crimes. I mean, look at what it says in 1 John 3.15. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. If this is the case, then where's the hope for any of us? That's why we need to read on in verse 16. It says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. And so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters, which if you think about it, is the opposite of murder. This is exactly what Jesus did for us on the cross, and that's why we can place our hope in him. Even if we can't get commandment number six right, which is probably the easiest of all of them,